Welcome, Eagle Nation, to Tobacco Road Sports Radio and the East Forsyth Sports Radio Network. Tonight's program will be the East Forsyth Baseball Preseason Show with head coach Drew Dole of the East Forsyth Fighting Eagles. The show tonight is presented by Myler Chiropractic, located at 205 North Cherry Street, Kernsville, North Carolina, and Ideacom of North Carolina. I'm your host, Chad Delp, and I'm sitting here with head coach Drew Dole. How you doing tonight, coach? I'm doing well. Can't complain. Good night of practice. So yeah, I'm doing nobody good. nobody listens if you do complain, do they? Uh, they <laughs> might say some things after and on their own, but you that's know. right. That's right. I know you're tired because you've been on the field all all afternoon. I got to watch a little bit of practice today. That was that was really cool. Uh, you have a. a believe you have a member of your pitching staff with you tonight uh, is Ethan Norby yeah Mr. Norby's here and uh up in the booth with us tonight so yeah how you doing Ethan I'm doing good how are you good man glad to have you here it's it's different having you here than watching you through this window you, you're a lot bigger up here <laughs> when you're sitting here beside us than you are when you're down on the field see everybody gets a lot smaller when you get out here yeah, that, that far but <laughs> he's a lot bigger than he was last season so he that's is a good sure. thing. yeah we're gonna get into that tonight because I bet you had some work over the the off season there so build some muscles up but uh, Coach, let's get started tonight by talking about last season. Uh, this, Since it was the first year that we started the broadcast, you're doing the home games, which I loved. I hope that the fans and the, and the kids and the players, they enjoyed it, I hope. Um, let's, let's get started with last season. Give us a rundown how you felt, what you think, what you want to improve, or what you worked in the offseason to, to improve from last season. Let's just start there. I, I think the – biggest thing was you know we were 18 and 9 we played 27 games majority of that group besides the senior class it was their first real full season because this class that's now seniors they had COVID their freshman year a shortened COVID season their sophomore right. year last year was the first time they've had a full season a full preseason a full winter so th- there was a lot to take from it um <clears throat> I-, I think you know, 18 wins is probably the toughest schedule I've ever – it is the toughest schedule I've ever right. put together. Probably one of the toughest schedules in North Carolina because we played um, a team out of Alabama, Hartzell, 39-4, and won the 6A state championship. We played Charlotte Christian, won the NCISSA 4A state championship. They were 30-3. and um, Also in Alabama, we played uh, Blessed Trinity, 22-10, and Mountain Brook, 22-9. and So all those teams were – very very good that helped us project around the way and then you know we we get into the cpc man and it's just a very 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 tough conference baseball wise and then we had a very very tough non-conference schedule i mean we we played myers park as well and very very good baseball team it kind of helped us out down the road but you know losing in the first round it, it sucks um this is the team this team's lost in the first round twice uh, we lost a Huff in 2021, one to nothing in 11 innings. And then you, the way we lost last year, we just – honestly, we picked the wrong time to, you know, not do what we've done well all year. Right. And it, it, it hurt for these kids. And I think it really sunk in because it took a long time for us to leave the field last year. And I think that sinking in has kind of pushed us to where we are right now. Right. And I think they think about it often. I know I think about it often. And I think – these kids are ready for going past the first round. They're tired of going home in the first round. They want to experience more of the playoffs. And I think right. that's a big thing that's, you know, from last year's team. Right, because that wasn't a team that should have went home in the first round. That was a no. solid team last year. No, and, and that there's things that, you know, like that happens is where, you know, there's teams with, with baseball. 
the best team may not win on that night. Right. That's why, you know, in the big in the big leagues or in, in college, they have a tournament, they have a small bracket, and then they go to a super regional, which is two out of three. High school baseball at North Carolina, you don't get the two out of three until you get to the final four. Right. So had we played best two out of three with South Mech last year, do I think we beat them two out of three? Absolutely. Oh, without, definitely. Without question. Definitely. And, I mean, we beat them earlier in the year. So ha- did our guys maybe take them for granted a little bit? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. But it's something we learned from, from for sure. So um, it's going to be something to build towards. But, I mean, we, you can't get to the playoffs unless you win some enough games along the way. So we, we got to take care of uh, one game at a time before we ever think about, you know, playoffs or anything for 2023. Right, that's a Because the team was really young last year. I mean, you're coming in. We'll touch base about what you have this year. But you were playing with – uh, you didn't have a lot of seniors last year, no, did you? No, I wouldn't say we were young, though, because all of the team was – it's the same team from 2021, basically. They were all sophomores and juniors and a, a sprinkled in seniors in 21. And, you know, last year we, we had three seniors and the rest were juniors. And, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where things didn't go our way, but I think they learned a whole lot about um, playoff baseball and I think they learned a whole lot about themselves. I would agree because I noticed a lot of the times when we're up here calling games or, or broadcasting games where they're not calling broadcasting games, you, the teams you were playing were just stacked senior, 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 senior. Mm-hmm. And then I'd look at our roster and it was junior, 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 senior, junior, 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 freshman, junior. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing how that kind of plays out this year with all the experience that you got from those guys talking about last season and your seniors. Let's just go ahead and get uh, – let's get the elephant in the room and go ahead and get this out of the way because there's a lot of people listening that listened last year that wants to know about Xavier. And and uh, uh, last year you had a player – or last season you had a player that was drafted first round in the major league drafts. Um, I'm going to throw it back at you and talk about Xavier a little bit because uh, I, I know you had a lot, lot – had hands on that a lot. So can you tell us about that experience? What was it like? coaching a first-round draft pick, and uh, and just tell us a little bit about Xavier, where he's at now, and and, uh, and I'll just pitch it over to you and let you go from uh, there. I didn't do anything. I just got the heck out of the way. I think I did what I was supposed to do. Uh, he, he was a special guy from day one on campus. Um, you know, he, he does some special things. His first – you know, the, a lot of our seniors in 2019 are like, man – why has he got a freshman up here? Why has he got a freshman up here? He, absolutely. I mean, we, were very, we had a very talented team in 2019. And uh, first at bat he takes as a freshman in a scrimmage, he hits it into the valley between the fence and the road off of a left-handed D2 <laughs> pitcher. And we're like, oh, that's, that's why. why. <laughs> um, but, you know, special kid, um, just just done a lot of things correctly. Uh, I, his East Forsyth career was cut short. Uh, yes, the playoffs, but 20, 2020 cut short. 2021 cut short because of an injury. Had he not had those injuries, the East Forsyth hitting record book would be lined with Xavier Isaac. It's, it, right. it was that impressive of a bat. He would have broke every home run record. Was it 11 that he ended up with last year? Or was it 12. Thir- 12, okay. 12. 12. He's one behind the home run record. Home run record's 13. So had he got pitched to a little more often, maybe he would have broke it. Had he connected a couple other times, he may have broke it. But, I mean – 12 home runs, and he had walked 29 times. So, And let me throw something in here because this is the big question that I got asked a lot. People would say, Xavier Isaac batting in the one hole. Now, I'll tell you my response. I said, it's got to be because it's the only way he's going to see a pitch. He's got to at least see one at bat because you're not going to walk a guy 
the very first batter you're not going to put on – you shouldn't put on base, or you would think they wouldn't. Right. Is that what it was? Is that uh, – what was so the thought process behind the, that? At the, the end of the day, we started the year, we had him in the two-hole. The process was get him as many at-bats as we could get him. Right. Um, when the leadoff – when Brett and leadoff didn't work out, we were like, who do we put in the leadoff? And it was very simple because at that point he was starting – Xavier's really starting to hit. We put him in the leadoff spot. And it was a, it was a conversation that we had had before the season ever started. Uh, we had already told Xavier that, you know, we're going to start you in the two. Worst-case scenario, if it's things don't work, we're putting you in the one. So he already right. knew the plan. We knew what was going to happen. And, yes, it was, all right, you can pitch this guy and you can be down one to nothing or you can put him on and see what the heck happens. Right, and that's about what and it happened. And it paid off tremendously at West Forsyth. Um, you know, first pitch of the game, he hit about a 420-foot shot to dead center field, right. and that was the only hit and that was the only run of the entire game and worked out well for us. So – I mean, it, it, it was it was special to see what he could do. And, you know, the bottom of our order when we went on a 10-game win streak really produced and got in front of him, which right. forced people to have to pitch to him. Right. And then when Josh was behind him and Josh was hot, it was kind of like pick your poison. Right. So it, 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 it paid off. Well, it paid off. It, it paid did. off. But, I mean, he's uh, he's signed his contract with Tampa Bay, had a nice uh, signing bonus, which is great for him. Uh, he will more than likely start in low A Charleston, which is going to be pretty awesome, especially for our guys after spring break if uh, we hang out around there because they will open in Myrtle Beach. So Yeah, that will be nice. Now, he had a full ride to University of Florida. University of Florida, yes. And he opted to go ahead and play and take that bonus. Which uh, yeah, that'd be I'm not, kind of I'm hard. I'm not hating not to, for it. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be kind of tough not to take that kind of money. <laughs> yeah, he was something special to watch. So Absolutely. I'm hoping that you got some guys that are going to kind of fill some of that power hole this year. Yeah, one, is, one, is of one of them sitting here well, with us. One of them, uh, Saturday, he decided he turned around one of his buddies that uh, goes to Orange. He decided to turn one around and put it in the over the left center wall between the scoreboard and the light pole. It was pretty impressive. Now, I did, now, and Ethan, I want to see this. The, the, the one thing I remember that I, my takeaway from last season, uh, for me personally, was the Glenn game. Sitting up here in this booth. And what was you're down uh, by one run. We were down two, three to three to two, three to two. So you was down one run, three got, to two. Nobody on base, and Hudson Morgan was up, and he took four straight pitches and got on base. And then Xavier Isaac comes up, and the guy down here, I mean, was right yeah. here beside us, a Glenn fan, yells at him, and we've got it on tape. And he, what I think he said, some of the nature of, uh, "Hey Xavier, you you hit like you pitch slow." And Xavier stepped out of the box. It was the most beautiful thing. It looked like a movie. Steps out of the box, turns around, looks at the fan, gives him a little nod, turns, steps right back in the box. The next pitch, he put in those woods over top of the activity bus for Glenn. I've never seen anything like that. Not, not in real life. Well, I've seen it in the movies. Ethan can probably touch on it, but we, we saw it pretty much every day in bat practice. Every it day. A, it was unreal. Uh, some of the balls he was putting out there, I mean, it was just like jumping off the bat, like a trampoline. And, you know, you try to make yourself feel good when you're hitting home runs and you see him just right. like <laughs> doing it effortlessly. It's, it's unreal. His home runs are like my bunts. I'm a great bunter. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just – time after time. Oh, but anyway. Well, let's, uh, let's move along and let's talk about uh, – because we could talk probably to sit here and have a whole show about sure. Xavier sure in, in the last season. But uh, so this season you've already got four guys off the team that have D1 commits. Uh, you've got two committed to D2 schools. Talk about how are you able to get that many kids, uh, the looks that they need. I mean, I can remember the beginning of last season when I looked out on that fence line and there was 
I don't know, was there 30, 50 I don't, scouts from all over the place, major league scouts, college scouts that were here. You look like you knew them all. You look like you've been talking to them. What do you do? Because that's got to be a big part of the right. program that guys want to come to East Forsyth so they get that exposure. Th- there's a lot of conversations had behind the scenes. Um, so last year, Xavier, obviously big-time major league guy, but big-time college guy. Florida came up here to actually see him play as well. But you, you have a lot of these kids that – do a lot of things right during the season. We make phone calls. Obviously, uh, Prep Baseball Report, Impact Baseball, all these guys do a great job videoing these kids and coming out and getting them out there. And then once they get out there, colleges take notice. Then we get phone calls from college guys. Um, they do a, Our guys do a great job in their summer. I usually leave them alone in the summer, and they go out and play with their travel organization. Obviously, I'm not really leaving them alone. I pay attention. I keep up. We talk. But uh, – they get themselves out there on the uh, board during the summers as well. Right. And then, you know, I'm having conversations with college coaches as well during the summers to say, hey, you might want to check this out. And, you know, last year Ethan was a guy that, you know, we knew a lot about, but a lot of college coaches didn't. And so there was a lot of phone calls going last year like, hey, you need to come see Ethan. You need to come see Josh. You need to come see these guys. Right. They would come see him, and then they would talk again, and we would keep to going the process. The other thing that helped out was – there's 30 to 32 major league teams here almost every single night. Now those guys go and talk to their buddies that are in college, and now the word's getting out. And then right. his, There was his, always a scout was from always, somewhere at every game that I came to, there was somebody always, with a clipboard. Always a scout. We had colleges here last year. Pro guys loved uh, Ethan, especially when we played Charlotte Christian last year, and that's really when he kind of took off with his recruiting. His recruiting process was started, but his recruiting process hit exponential speed as soon as that Charlotte Christian game happened. So he had a lot of interest after that, and then he had a great summer, and then ECU said, come on home, and that's what he did. So yeah. that was awesome. But it's it's a lot of conversations, a lot of work done behind the scenes between not just me, uh, my assistant hitting coach Bubba Smith. He does a lot of phone calls too. So we're trying to get our kids out there and promote it as much as we can. And once you do that and you they guys – realize the program you have built here then they start recruiting the program the school right. not so much just you know the kid they know what type of kid you bring out right and when you know what type of kid they have you will go to that school more often to go get their players right. once you once you know there's fish in the pond you keep going back to that that's pond. Correct. so that that's makes correct. sense well talking about what happens outside of the regular season Talk about what you did over the over, since last season in the off season. Uh, I know you did a lot with winter workouts because I saw some of the posts myself. Talk about what you did from last year to now to get these guys ready. Uh, so in the fall, we did a uh, we do a fall ball program at Kernersville Little League, which we can't thank them enough for they don't for hosting us. They don't charge us anything. Uh, and we help them out at the end. We we donate any leftover extra money back to Kernersville Little League as well. Um, we do our fall program. We do our fall workouts up here. Um, and then about mid-October, we put the baseballs away and we lock into the weight room. Uh, had a, we, we hired a new uh, JV coach, pitching coach, Ryan Mayhew, and he brought a pitching-specific program. So all of our pitchers dove into that about the third week of October. And we saw a lot of uh, really good things happen with our pitchers. And then I took the position players in the weight room and we did a lot of weightlifting, a lot of training. We did conditioning right after um, Thanksgiving break. And these guys really busted their tails in the weight room, and we really haven't stopped. Uh, we have a, a great thing with our school and our weightlifting that um, in our fourth period class, 
12 to 13 of our varsity players have weightlifting fourth period, which I'm allowed to go in there, and we they still get after it right now. Even even from the winter, they lift every day um, during the whole season, honestly. So we saw a lot of guys put on some muscle mass, get stronger, um, and it's paid off in the when you go out to the field. You see these guys have a little more confidence in themselves. Right. Um, these guys are some of these guys are throwing harder than they've ever thrown before. Some of these guys are hitting some balls farther than they've ever hit them before. So you start seeing a big difference, and that was the first thing I ever really wanted to do when I got to back to East Forsyth was I saw our guys, I saw our program, and I thought our guys were weak. And once we got into the weight room, and his brother can Ethan's brother can attest to it because he was one of the first guys who was like, "Why are we in the weight room?" And then all of a sudden, his sophomore year, he started hitting some balls out of the ballpark, and he's like, "That's why we're in the weight room." Right. And then we came, and he became a weightlifting like, "This is what I want to do," which is exactly how Ethan is right now. He just wants to go to the weight room and play baseball, which is what he's probably going to end up being able to do down the road anyway. So. Right. Um, it, it's something it was it was a culture change it was a program change and since that change has happened it's been a lot of really good things have happened right. at East Forsyth baseball and that's something at East Forsyth in general I mean you get the football team they're working Correct. out you got the baseball team they're working Correct. out the basketball team I Correct. don't know a lot about but I they're bet you in they're in there too, there too. They're so, in there too. Um, that, that's just a culture here at East Forsyth, mm-hmm. which that's is a good correct. thing because it's going to bring kids from all over for all of our sports here correct. at East Forsyth but um, let's talk about this season coming up sure um, uh, I know we're early. We can't. We, we can guess. It's baseball. You never know what's going to happen in Correct. any in any particular set of innings. But uh, currently in the power pole, you are ranked number three in the state. So let's talk expectations. I know what my expectations are, but I'm not down there on the field. What are your expectations? What's the team? What what is? What do you guys? What are you feeling this year? Um, well, we got to get better every single day. One percent better every day. Uh, we got to come to the ballpark to make our team better every single day um the number three it's just a number it's just a ranking doesn't mean much anything that ranking hasn't played a game that ranking won't play a game it's the guys uh wearing east forsyth jersey that are playing the games um just my my expectation is get them prepared for every single game every single night um if they listen and you know do what is expected of them trust the process that we've put into them those guys are going to excel and do whatever they want to do. Right. We'll we'll take them to however far they want to go. And it's it's lucky we have a lot of seniors. Um, seven of the 14 have pretty much been on varsity since the day they've walked on campus their freshman year. Um, so there's a lot of experience, a lot of leadership. And we'll go as far as they want to take us, whether that's, you know, first round or, you know, to the final weekend, the first weekend in June in either Holly Springs or Burlington, wherever the state championship may be. Right. If that's that's where they want to take us, but it's ultimately up to them. We'll put them on the path to get there, and then they just got to take it and run with it. And that's 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 the ultimate goal. If, and if they get better, they trust the process of what we're doing and play up to their abilities, you know, the sky's the limit for these kids. That's fair enough. And talking about seven out of 14 seniors this year being here this long. So you're coming into the season – with an absolute monster of, of talent on this team. It's, uh, let's see here, what's my numbers? 14 seniors, three juniors and one sophomore. Talk to me about the team. Uh, top of the, how, how deep are you in pitching in it, with your pitching staff? How deep are you in fielding positions in, in the um, key, key points across the field? Let's hear about we're that. We're going to find out a lot about our pitching staff in the first uh, three to four weeks. Uh, we're actually down one of our pitchers. I uh, had a freak accident in one of our workouts before uh, 
before season started, um, Mr. Steele Lee, he'll be he'll be back, but he'll be in a fresh form. But we're gonna find out a lot about our our you know our, our young kids and our pitching staff, which our pitching staff did phenomenal um, this past weekend. Uh, two hits in ten innings, uh, zero earned runs. So that's that's a promising that. start. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll have Brett Clements and Hudson Morgan up the middle again. Josh Herbert out in center field and. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have seen Josh, but Josh can run. Uh, oh, yes. And he covers a lot of ground. I feel very confident in any fly ball that is hit between the left center light pole and right center light pole. If it's got enough air, it's going to get caught. Right. Um, you know, we'll have Ethan and Braxton in right field. Um, Chance or Luke Boone behind the plate. Jason Howe holding down third base. Um, you know, first base so it was going to be steel, but now, you know, that's like an open spot for us right now. It could – can Tyler Hazlitt play there? Can Austin Fetterspiel play there? Can Luke Boone go over play there? And then, you know, outfield, we've, we've got a, a couple more younger outfielders and Greg Vallejos, Jackson Peabody, and to fighting for a spot. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of things that are um, up in the air for us, but, you know, they're not really up in the air, but it's just a matter of somebody wanting to take a spot. And, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We're going to see what happens when we got one more scrimmage. And, I mean, it's – it's going to be very entertaining because some of these young kids are going to have to come up a little bit early on to uh, fill the void of uh, Steele's, you know, pitching and hitting. And we're going to find out how deep our program really is. But, I mean, I have a pretty good idea and feel pretty confident in not just our older guys but uh, the program. Right. Well, last season uh, – and we're not going to get too – I'm not going to ask you too many questions to, to reveal the game plan, so to speak, for, for this upcoming season. But last season, you were extremely aggressive on base paths. You you had the speed to do it with. Uh, will we get to kind of see more of that this year? Can you kind of give us some idea of what you're going to be looking for offensively? Um, I, I don't think we were actually that aggressive on the bases, to tell you the truth. But, uh, yes, you will see uh, the, the aggressive style of play yet again. Um, small ball again this year? Are you we'll see. small ball? We'll see. Okay. We shall see. But, I mean, you know, we, we got some guys that can drive the baseball. Um, we, we got some guys that can run. So, I mean, we're, we're not going to be a team that's going to hit 30 home runs like we did last year or whatever the number was we hit last year. We don't have a guy that's going to hit 12 home runs like we did last year. Now, could we have three or four guys hit five, six home runs? Yes, sure we can. Right. We're going to have some guys that can run into the baseball and drive the baseball as long as they don't try to hit home runs. They just try to hit the ball hard. Right. And, I mean, we're going to have some guys that can run, and those guys that can hit home runs can also run. So, I mean, it's going to be a very – dynamic different kind of brand of baseball than what we played last year but you know it, it, it's best for our players of what we're going to do all right well coach let's let's take a quick break here um so we can go to a commercial we're just going to keep going all right hey we got clearance to keep going that's a good deal that's how much the people want east Forsyth baseball all right well let's see here let's tell us let's go straight in and talk about the plan on how you are planning on kind of managing your pitching staff uh, with the amount of experienced pitchers you have, uh, are, is there rotations already in your mind you're kind of working out? Is it different pitchers for different games? Let's talk about your pitching. Oh, we had a set rotation, and then uh, and that know, got ba- baseball up. happens, things happen. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's okay. It, it's going to work out in the end. I mean, uh, you'll, you'll see Ethan and Braxton and Steele, they're going to take a majority of our, our starts probably. You're going to see uh, probably Caleb Boone work in some starts while Steele's out, and you'll probably see Austin Fetterspiel work some starts while Steele's out. Um, those guys, uh, Austin, um, Caleb, those guys, probably Brett Clements, um, th- those guys are going to come in and probably be in relief role. 
Uh, you may see Braxton Ethan in a relief role at some point in time. So, I mean, it, it's it's not really anything set in stone. We're probably playing it week by week at this point just because of, you know, pitching staff and you may have to bring up some JV guys to fill in some of those innings as well. And But that's just one of those things as a program. We just got to take it one, by, one at a time and, you know, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, we, we've got, you know, Ethan, Braxton, Steele. Those guys have been on varsity for – four years now um which it's you, you don't get too many staffs that have three division one arms right and that many staffs that have let's see 130 innings returning of the main three guys you, you don't have too many of those staffs and all of these guys um 70 plus strikeouts ethan had 50 some in 30 innings so 37 innings so it's it's a very nice three-headed monster to have right now. And, obviously, if they do their job and our offense does what they're supposed to do, it, it, it's going to be fun to watch our guys this year. And, I mean, you know, this guy right here is probably going to get the ball game one, which is going to be fun for him because he, he's got some guys on the Northwest Guilford that he played this summer with, so that's going to be entertaining to watch. But uh, he's he's done what he's supposed to do, set himself up to be ready for game one. That's it. And speaking speaking of this guy, let's go ahead and let – it feels like a good time to go ahead and bring in Ethan. This is Ethan Norby, finished last season at a, with a 1.37 ERA, left-handed pitcher, committed to ECU. Ethan, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, man. Excited to have you up here. Excited to get to hear some players talk because last season was a – this was a whole kind of a new experience for all of us. So, we just did the games. Now we can start working some players in, and maybe even throughout this season we'll get a chance to interview some players so we can have some sound bites as the games are going on during breaks. So I'm really excited, and you are the very first one, so congratulations, thank and you. thank you thank for you. being here, man. Let's, let's talk about where baseball started for you. Just take us way back. When did it start? Well, I think it all started, I mean – uh, people are very familiar with my older brother, uh, Connor. He just got drafted. Er, he's in his second minor league season with the Orioles. Uh, might get called up this year to the big leagues. Um, growing up with somebody like that in your household, you want to, as a, a little brother, you want right. to look up to him. Right. So uh, having that to look look up to is, I think, the biggest drive to me for starting to play baseball. And my dad always uh, wanted me and my brother to play baseball. So uh, it was just always a baseball household. How old were up. you when you started playing ball? Um, do, you, do you remember? It's not I, been that long ago, right? It was, <laughs> um, 13 years, 14 years, something like that. Uh, I, actually, uh, mom always tells me a story about how I uh, quit T-ball because uh, everyone wasn't taking it seriously. <laughs> so uh, so you started at T-ball? Oh, yes. Now, here in Kernersville? Or? No, I actually uh, grew up in Minnesota. Minnesota, yes. okay. So I spent the first eight years of my life there, played Little League there. And then came here and immediately went and tried. So ball. how old were you when you got here? That put you about what? eight, nine, eight, eight or nine. Okay, yeah. and you start and you played travel ball up till what the this last yeah, uh, just summer last season? Fall. Oh, last fall. Yes, okay, sir. you played for the dirt bags, I believe you were saying. Ah, uh, yes, sir. Okay, um, so obviously the Yankees are probably your favorite baseball team. So who's your favorite? Yankees play. Oh, oh, wait a second. Who's your favorite baseball team? I should start there. Um, That's my favorite. I shouldn't just assume. Drew, 
cut his mic off quick. The, uh, <laughs> see, I can't say anything about the Yankees because my brother actually pitched for the Yankees at one point. In time. I know I got pictures of that, but I'm day, a Braves so. fan at diehard. But I have an idea who he likes. Um, uh, all right, let's hear who. Let's let's hear I mean, Grigley for you. As a left-handed pitcher in early in the mid 2000s, you know you look at Clayton Kershaw. That guy oh. was unbelievable. Uh, right. He's like he's my favorite player of all time. The guy that you know you look towards and say that's that's a career you want right three-time Cy Young winner MVP like did it all and so I'd, I'd say that, I mean the Dodgers are up there and then obviously the Twins from be, being from Minnesota um I love those two teams and I, now that Connor's on the Orioles you know I have to follow, so follow them. them too yeah. and hopefully they'll have a good season this year we know they should at least finish ahead of the Red Sox if yes. nothing else but hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. I knew I was in trouble when I saw Drew when I said that about the Yankees I saw his hand go straight to the mic but uh but we we both are number thirteen, Drew and I. That's was always my number. That's his number. And I think we were both catchers. You were way better than I was, but I still was a catcher just the same. So the only thing we really disagree about in that aspect is the Yankees. But uh, <laughs> I had to just kind of throw that one out at you. But so talk, let's talk about pitching. When did you start pitching? I know that the only thing you do is not pitch. I know you're a hitter. I know you're you're a fielder. But let's talk about pitching because I think that's probably where you're gonna, your stardom is going to come from on this East Forsyth yes. team. So, how young? Um, uh, 9, 10, 11. Do you remember when you first started pitching? Uh, probably like 7 or 8. 7 or 8, okay. Okay, I started really young, you know, starting to my brother. Um, and I was just – it was just always something to drive – like that drive of I love pitching more than anything. Right. So, I always wanted to be better at it. And I still remember to this day like throwing a – learning how to throw a curveball in the front yard with my brother right them teaching me how to how old were you when you threw the curveball that is a question that like, I, everybody always wants to know is how how, how old were you when you started I mean, the like curve? eight or nine but you can't yeah. really throw it in the right. game till like you get the travel ball right it's it's most like fastballs and and right. little league so um probably just like eight or so nine. you've been pitching since you've yes. been playing the game but outside of t-ball when you was mad at everybody yeah. you you've been a pitcher so um what pitches? What What are you gonna? Th- what are we gonna see out of you this year? What's gonna be, kind of be in your arsenal of pitches for this season? Uh, I, I don't really have anything crazy. You know, typical two seam, four seam, uh, change up, slurve, slider, whatever you want to call it, right. or, depending on the day. Um, just very basic stuff, but it gets the job done, and I right. I have confidence in my stuff. I think it's gonna be real successful. Well, that that and and with a good fastball, a good change up, and a breaking ball. If you got command of him, I don't know that you necessarily need all this other stuff. Do you, Drew? He he has good command. Uh, he only I think walked what twelve batters last year in thirty seven innings. So he he has good command and knows what he's actually doing with the baseball. So that's a very good thing for him. Yeah. Yep. Well, tell me about your experience because we are kind of getting longer in this show, and, and we're only allowed, we're allotted so much time. So I don't want I don't want to get crazy with it, but at least tell me about your experience here at East because you've been on the team a long time, on the varsity team a long time. What, what's what's your experience playing for East Forsyth? What are you going to take away when you leave in a year from now when the season's over and 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 playing for Coach Dole? You know, it started out a little weird. You know, my freshman year was the I got hurt actually, uh, broke my wrist, and then COVID cut, cut the season short. Right. So it, it started out rough, and then the next year after that was a shortened season. Um, so it, it just it shakes your mentality a little bit, like starting out your high school career, because I think everyone. Uh, just had a different mentality about things. Right. It was a weird um, time. It was a very weird time. Yeah. Um, and then last year, having like that first full season, having a first full, I guess, normal year of right. high school, um, 
it's my experiences in high school would be a lot more different than say my parents or or even people f- 10 years ago my brother uh, slightly different um, right so i think that's uh something that's important and coach dole uh you know he's he's been on me <laughs> from day one uh i knew what i was coming into my brother played for him for three years um so walking into a, having a relationship with him already uh kind of helped but right uh he's he's always pushed me for sure uh as i can still hear it in the back of my head him telling me not drift it not to drift <laughs> in the outfield uh i've heard that a lot um, but you know, I know where he's coming from. He just wants me to get the best out of myself, uh, right. be the best baseball player I can. Right. So it's, it's all, there's a method to the madness right. for sure. I, w- I would agree with that. Well, what are your future plans with baseball or life in general? Are you wanting to kind of follow your brother's footsteps or you want to go a different direction? Just get, let, let's end on what, what are your, what's your future plans for baseball and life? Um, baseball, you know, I'm going to try to take it as far as I can. Uh, let's, Right now, I'm, I signed to ECU, uh, and uh, I think I'm going to have a really uh, – I love the people at ECU, uh, the coaching staff, Coach Godwin, Co- or AK, uh, uh, Jeff Palumbo, you know, all those guys are awesome. Uh, what are you I, playing to major in? Oh, uh, exercise science. Uh, I'd, I've had somebody uh, recently really, like, show me, like, the ways of, like, uh, training and strength and conditioning. And it's kind of driven me to uh, want to do that in my life past baseball. Okay. Hey, either way, you can't go wrong. Either you make it to the bigs or, or you get yeah. get to go to something, do something that you love. stay so. around the game. That's it. That's it. Well, good. Well, hey, Ethan, I appreciate you a lot being on the show, being our, being our first guest player to be on the show. Uh, Coach, uh, that looks like about all the time that we're going to have tonight. Uh, I know you guys are tired. You've been at it all day. Uh, any last thoughts to leave us with before we sign off? Uh, sure. I'd like to uh, thank my, my wonderful girlfriend uh, for allowing me the time to do all this. Uh, my two boys, uh, Alec and Bodie, uh, can't thank them enough for time away. Also, my parents who do a crazy amount of things up here at the baseball field that no one ever knows about. Uh, I'd like to thank Coach Plaster, who was my coach, that for giving me the opportunity to come back home. And then Dez and Chad, thank you guys enough, man. Y'all do a great job with Tobacco Road Sports, Easter Scythe Radio Network. It's awesome to be able to have people tune in, my family that can't get here, to be able to tune in all over the country, um, for especially for our home games. And hopefully, you know, we get into further down the road, maybe a conference tournament or whatever. But I can't thank you guys enough and the people that have surrounded me. And I can't thank these players enough, man. They – they make uh, they make a coach look good. I had my former coach text me to get today, congratulating me on our power ranking, and I said, "Man, I didn't do anything. I just blessed <laughs> with some really good players, and uh, I have been blessed with some really good players over the past eight years, and you know, another group here, and it's just awesome to be able to to do this at home, where you know, born and raised and live. So it's right. absolutely a, a pleasure to be able to do that, and I can't thank uh, all these people enough. That's it. Well, coach. Good luck, Ethan. Good luck this season. We're all behind you guys, and we're looking forward to an exciting season of Eagle Baseball. Uh, from all of us here at Tobacco Road Sports Radio and the East Side Sports Network, thank you all for listening, and uh, get prepared for an exciting season of East Forsyth Baseball here at the Monk.